NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. And we're at Port Royal Speedway, and we are with the man from Mifflin Town. That's right. Most of you know him as Keith Kaufman and his wife, the first lady, Kathy Kaufman. To me, I know them as Becky's mom and dad. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into the thick of things, and I'm going to start with Kathy. How did you and Keith meet? Well, actually, we had a friend in common, and they brought me to the racetrack to meet Keith. And um, I got to look at him through the infield, look at him up up on his trailer. And then um, I guess we went to a party after that. And then from that time on, we started dating. Perfect. And then straight into the the love of racing. So you jumped right into it. I did. Uh, And I really want to talk about that just a little bit. And Keith, you can chime in too. With... You were on the road with the World of Outlaws, doing some traveling on the road. Kathy, you were at home raising two kids. Um, you were on the road for a little bit at the beginning, and then when Becky started school, you called home base all the time. And then you were also running a restaurant at the time, Kaufman's Restaurant. Talk about what that was like for the two of you raising two kids and uh, you traveling on the road constantly. Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for buying that restaurant because that wasn't the right thing to do. But, but uh, yeah, no, we got our feet wet with that a little bit and tried that. And and uh, it was kind of fun and a little exciting. Kids were probably a little bit too young for that. It kept her too busy because we come home and work a while, then I'd take off and go racing and let her there by herself. So that wasn't always the best thing, but uh, it worked out. And, Kathy, just from a wife's perspective, you know, raising two kids, knowing that you're having to support him while he's on the road, that was before the life of cell phones. Um, Basically, how did you guys communicate and keep it going? It wasn't very easy, but it was his job, so we just did what we had to do to make it work. Um, I wanted to go along, but you couldn't always do that because our children were in school. Um, But we got to go in the summer, so that, that made it fun. Absolutely. Well, Keith, 309 wins to your career. Um, 129 of those come right here at Port Royal Speedway. Uh, The number one winner still, you still hold that um, torch on that one there. And pretty impressive. What was it like... me growing up, you were just always Keith to me. You were Becky's dad. I didn't really respect what you were doing at the time. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's Keith Kaufman, the man from Mifflin Town, my hometown. And just talk about what it was like uh, really putting this place on the map. This town was a small town, small community, and you were the man from Mifflin Town. And they, you were kind of carrying them on your shoulders, per se, in the sense of they really needed you to put them on the map. And you did just that. 
Well, it just, I don't know. I liked the racing, and, you know, the, the racetrack was close to the house and went to the races as a fan before I started racing, so... And uh, just got interested in started racing. One thing led to another and another, and just up through the ranks, and you know, got a little better each year. Win a race here, win a race there, and then, you know, got laid off at work construction. Got laid off, and uh, I thought, well, this is a good time. I'll just race this summer and see how that goes. So, ended up doing that for about 20 years. So, it, it, it worked out. It okay, worked out so, all right. Yeah. And uh, national a sprint car hall of famer, of course. Um, and some pretty impressive car owners over the year, guys like Al Hamilton, Walt Dyer, uh, Roy Morrill, and, of course, uh, Bob Weikert. Is there one that you enjoyed racing for the most and why? Well, they all have their little ins and outs, but, uh, you know, the guys that you win the most races with and had the fastest cars, those are the ones you had the most fun with. So, you know, and there was a lot of them. So <laughs> I right. hate to put one of them number one, but uh, Weigert's car, for instance, I I was probably in that three or four different times over my career so and won a lot of races in it. And Bob was a heck of a character, so it was a lot of fun. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Speaking of, you, I know that you were fired, then rehired, and, and like you said, Bob was a character. He was larger mm. than life, for sure, with his attitude. Just talk about what that was like, you know, when they come back and say, hey, we, we need you guys back in my car. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how many times it was, but I'm thinking around three times probably as in in that car over over my career and uh, you know we won a lot of races every time i was in it and it was it was funny something would happen i don't know he'd get mad or i'd get mad and then we'd split up or go someplace else or something happened i can't even remember what all the stories were but uh, then after a bit well here we went back again you know and try another round you know but uh, it was always pretty exciting and he was uh, he was a very exciting individual so you know he told a lot of stories, like to wind the people up, and you know he liked to see his car go fast. And Kathy, from your perspective, that uh, car owner change when it would happen—how rough was that for you? I mean, did you really have to be a cheerleader for Keith to keep his morale up? Going, hey, don't worry, there's going to be another car that comes open. No, not really. He always had a pretty positive attitude, and we never burned bridges. We always stayed friends with everybody we raced with. I don't know that we ever had a situation where we couldn't have gone back to a car owner if we wanted to, but but we have a lot of good times with with the owners and their families. Everything's family-oriented when you're on the road, so... Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned on the road. Uh, I've got some really good stories that involve you on the road. And I, I've got to ask, I was told that you ran over Keith's helmet bag with the motorhome. Yes. We were in South Dakota. And uh, I guess Keith parked the motorhome and got out and went to get his pass. And I was in the motorhome with the kids. And we were out and the kids were playing. And this cop came over and he said, you're going to have to move the motorhome. And I said, well, I can't. My husband just went in there. I can't move it. And he said, well, you're going to have to move it or we're going to kick him out. So I just jumped in the motorhome and I said, all you kids go over there and stand together. So I'm looking over there watching the kids. And all of a sudden I feel this bump. And I'm like oh my goodness, did I hit somebody? What happened? And I didn't think too much more of it because I couldn't find anything. Well, then Keith came out, grabbed his helmet bag, went in to, to go race. And, and I'm sitting there with Doug Wolfgang's wife and we're watching and I'm going, Jerry, why, why does um, Keith have Doug's helmet on? And then Doug would come around and Doug would have his helmet on and they'd both be going around and around. After the race, Keith comes out and when he's mad, 
you can usually tell there's red in his eyes. And he said, what did you do to my helmet? I said, why? And it was crushed. Here I had run over his helmet bag and destroyed everything. So he had to borrow a helmet for that race. <laughs> so I did And that. for those of you who don't know Keith, Keith um, is very melancholy. He doesn't get too spun out about anything, which I want you to answer this question. Because, again, this is before the age of cell phones. Kathy left you at a racetrack. And I heard you weren't too pleased about that. Yeah, and that was before they had cell phones. It was at, uh, I think it was Puncture Gorda, Florida. I was standing in line waiting waiting for the payoff. And uh, I don't know, I think I rode down in the race truck, and they thought I was going back with Cassie in the car, and here everybody left, and there I stood. There wasn't anybody there, and I think Jimmy Sills was there. And, uh, of course, we didn't have cell phones back then, so you couldn't really call. Right. I mean, staying in a motel, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know what the address was or actually the name or number. So I found Joby Sills. I said, I'm kind of in trouble. Can you help me out? And he said, yeah, sure. So you can bunk in with me. So I just bunked in with him and didn't call or nothing and got him to run me up there the next day. And then I, it was about four hours down the highway, so I was at the motel waiting and waiting for the rig to pull in. Then when they did and he wasn't with them, I'm like, oh, my so then the next day, he wasn't very high. He saw red that day, too. <laughs> and everybody just everybody that was in the motorhome just cleared out because they saw, he's like, you left me at the track. <laughs> the lights were off. Nobody well, was there. I had my payoff. <laughs> I love it. That is phenomenal. And, Kathy, you're phenomenal with producing these segues for me. You talk about four hours. I heard that you and the kids were headed to Ohio to the Jacob, Kenny Jacobs family. And uh, you headed four hours in the wrong direction, and you didn't realize it till the kids said, Mom, that sign says, Welcome to Indiana. Yes, I did. I took <laughs> the wrong turn. And we were to be at Jacob's for supper. And uh, I had to call Kim and say, We're going to be about four hours late. We went the wrong way. So I did that too. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And that's, like you said earlier, this sport is so much about family and, and just what we've created in this little niche community of racing and just how tight we are and Keith you're so well respected around this area you have the grandstands named after you a section of them and it's just absolutely phenomenal and you guys are still involved with Port Royal Speedway today tell me what you guys do today actually go ahead okay I I help with the I helped to get the um, novelty stand started they really didn't have anybody that was handling it so I said I would help them get it going when we stopped racing so I'm still here getting it going, <laughs> and it's doing really well. We have a lot of fans. Everybody seems so happy with all the improvements that are being made. And um, so, and I come along and help her now. So she chased me all over the country, so now I just come and help her. He and go sit in the grandstand and watch the races. And, and, Keith, that probably really relates back um, to the beginning here for you, essentially selling tickets and peanuts at the racetrack when you first started here at Port Royal Speedway. Yeah, a lot of people probably don't know that, but my dad was on the fair board years ago, and I used to come over here with him, and he would help out here at the racetrack, you know, just like just like they're doing now. Of course, I tagged along. And uh, then I started selling tickets at the gate and sold cushions on the old grandstand, so, you know, just trying to make a couple bucks and and keep me out of trouble from running around all over the place. So <laughs> that gave me something to do. But I actually did do that, sell tickets and, and uh, worked there at the racetrack before I even started racing. Awesome. And, you know, you started your own car with the Blue Deuce, and then you ran for Groningers. And like we said, the, the car owner list is phenomenal for who you've been behind. But I want to ask you personally, 
What's probably the best race you've ever watched? Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't get to watch many races back <laughs> when you're racing, but uh, you know, any any of the races like that, uh, they always ask that question, and any time you win, it's always good, you know. And and there there were some big races, and there were some big races I lost too. So I don't really pick one out, but uh, a lot of them were fun. They were all fun when you win. So one last final question before we wrap up. So what does the daily lifestyle for Keith and Kathy Kaufman look like now? I know we have uh, some grandbabies running around and, and more on the way. Mm-hmm. So what, what's it like for Mimi and Papa, so to speak? <laughs> Gaga and Pappy. Gaga yeah. and Pappy. Okay. Gaga and Pap. Unfortunately, we're both still working, so we got to get up and go to work like everybody else. You know, we do, we do have jobs. I work for PennDOT. Plow snow in the wintertime, work on the roads in the summertime. Kathy actually works for the state, so we're we're still doing that and and uh, spend a lot of time at home and and have some grandkids, so that's fun too. And I know Keith was always picky about his yard. <laughs> I have some bad stories of, of yard work days back in the day with kids. So, Keith, you've won numerous races over the years. What is one race that probably means the most to you and probably one that got away from you that you wish you could actually put your name aside? Well, there's a couple of them. We won, I got real close one time to winning 100000 at Eldor, and the uh, motor blew up close to the end and probably was going to win that race. Nothing's for sure, but... Uh, that would have been a big one and a real nice one. And actually had to start last in that thing, just barely made the race. And and I, I don't know, there's been a lot of them that's got away, but uh, I never got to win the, the Williams Grove Nationals. You know, okay. I've been close, run second two or three times, but uh, never got to win that race. And uh, one night almost, uh, almost, but not quite, but got crashed out. But uh it just, uh, there, there's a couple of the races that things like that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about the motor, and that brings me to my next question. Um, you won at Knoxville with the World of Outlaws, and I, if I understand correctly, you were the one who kind of made the rule change in the motor division there. Uh, Davey Brown was built you a, a modified mm-hmm. motor for that racetrack, and you actually won, and that's when they were kind of like, mm, we need to kind of x these motors being run with the sprint cars. Well, that was back in the big walk days, and... Uh, it was in the 77 car, Al Hamilton car. And they used to have a couple of races or a race or two at the end of the year, the end of the season, which that would have been in September, October. Uh, outlaw races. We went after her one time and and really kicked her butt pretty bad. You know, knocked 20 seconds off a track record and, you know, almost lapped the field. It went nonstop. And, and for some reason, then they outlawed the big blocks for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Kathy, what's probably one of the greatest wins that you can kind of chalk up in your memory for, that Keith has put his name beside? I, I don't know. All of them. It's always <laughs> fun to win. <laughs> That's exactly right. It is. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.